these songs, no matter whose it is, yours, mine, mm -hmm. you play that shit backwards, they've got subliminal messages in there. Even mine? Even yours. What does it say? I don't know. Mine say, help me. <laughs> <laughs> going welcome to another episode episode 13 this is my first one done in the united states of america i said the word done weird there and it's due to jet lag you know that la to vancouver same time zone jet lag that's what i got i actually do feel kind of fucked up since i got back here i don't know why i've been trying to write music and i don't uh care right now I wish I did. I want to. I want to feel good artistically. It's when I feel the best in my life is when I've done something I'm proud of, and I'm having a difficult time right now. That being said, I have written about 14 new songs, so maybe I should go easy on myself. Not gonna happen. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's been a good week since I've gotten back. I do miss LA. I love LA. Um, I had a good time out there. Um, since I've been back, I've been working on a new secret project with a very cool, uh, Vancouver musician that people will be pumped about, I think. Um, and I think I'm going to have her on this show soon, which will be cool. Um, aside from that, I am so pumped to have Annie Hardy on today because she's been one of my favorite musicians for a long time, man. She's a frequent Deftones collaborator. She's on the, the Crosses album. Uh, she's performed with them live. Um, she Her band, Giant Drag, is like one of my favorite bands. I have a Giant Drag poster <clears throat> uh, put on Foamcore and in my studio for inspiration. Uh, she's also one of the funniest people I know. Um, and it's interesting talking to her about how she deals with you know, depression or, or sadness or whatever. It's the thing she's had in her life. Cause she's always fucking on, you know, sometimes I live with her in LA and she's always joking. She's always saying something funny. So she's an interesting guest. I've decided this week to not do a 10 minute long intro. Let's just get into it. You know, let's get Annie Hardy in here. Let's really discuss the hot topics. You know, my favorite department store. Here we go. Barely about music. Episode 13. Sweet, sweet, sweet Annie Hardy. Do you think your cat's going to meow during the whole podcast? I hope so. Your cat's in heat every time I come over. I know. It's not a coincidence. Did you see I put a fruit by the foot in your purse? I wondered where that came from. Was that <laughs> from you? <laughs> Thank you. My friend Chantal, the one who hooked me up with my shoes from DeAndre, she has a huge mason jar just full of them in her kitchen for some reason. What a party favor. So I, um, I was just telling you that uh, I was at Kat's wedding yesterday, and I stayed at a hotel. And when I was leaving the hotel room, I just told you this, but I'm telling—I'm now I'm saying it on well, my I'm show. Recording. I've been recording. I didn't know that. It's okay. <laughs> but I was, I'm wearing the Danny Brown shirt, which is—it's a—he's a rapper. You know, who Danny Brown is. No. I'm going to show you. You're really going to like him. But it, the shirt is just a woman's face with drugs on her tongue. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I opened the door, these these like frat bros came out of their room and they're like oh my god are we loud last night and they were fucked up all right they're like all sweaty and stuff uh -huh. and it was like 11 in the morning and i was like no i didn't hear you. he's like you want to do some cocaine or what and i was like no thanks and he's like oh, i wasn't gonna give it to you anyway <laughs> but he was gonna give it he to was because why else would he ask those guys want to do cocaine with me at 11 a.m i think who yuck man what year is it i get it's la like people come out here to do cocaine it's like <laughs> some a thing or something but it's like 
Come on, gross, man. That's not cost effective. I know. Get some some crystal meth or something. Do something interesting with your time, like crystal meth. Yeah, or just don't do drugs at all. That's true. Like, uh, cocaine makes people so obnoxious. I know. It's actually, I think it's really gross if you're sober and you're around someone who's on cocaine or drunk. I would say drunk people are the grossest. Yeah. Because, I mean, they, they're just like either disgusting and sloppy pigs <laughs> or they're like <laughs> they're like fucking like you know possessed by demons they yeah. they don't call it spirits for nothing oh good point yeah it's like anytime you do drugs or alcohol you open your spiritual door and then some dude slips in the back and you got a backdoor man and next thing you know you're speaking latin you would, never learned that language i would hate to be a backdoor man what about if you were jim morrison be a backdoor man uh, he was a self-proclaimed one. Oh, hey, do you have a thing at the beginning of your podcast where you're like, hey, this is Kevy's podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So do I. What's yours sound like? Mine? Okay, so I'll probably take a clip of something intriguing that you say at some point during the show. So say something intriguing. Rascal Back. flat. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. Deep cut, Annie. Uh, I'll take that and it'll be like five seconds and then I have a theme song tight so do i i know yours can is we your... make ours play at the same time that's a great <laughs> idea that's gonna sound so crazy yeah and then and backwards yeah and then uh and then i'll do like a little blurb off the top just me and then it will go into into the part with you so for our listeners we're doing a what's it called a dual diagnosis podcast i suppose so but i i feel like we should maybe because this one's gonna be my format and you have a separate format so should we just do two episodes maybe maybe but maybe we should just and and then end up just putting them both on both of ours (laughs) you want to do man yeah (laughs) everybody loved it when you're on empath of least i do but i really want to be on it again i listened to both the episodes we did and they were sweet they are sweet i love when people can come and be my co-host and you know and actually laugh and have a good time yeah because like because you tackle the heavy issues yeah you gotta you reptile gotta people it. reptilies we just were talking at 7-eleven to a homeless guy and about uh, i really got a good laugh in that 7-eleven when i you said did. the you queen crushed babies you really brought the house down see i couldn't be a comedian i don't think because i'm just like a conversationally funny person yeah but if i try Basically, the rule in my life is if I make effort at anything, doesn't work. Doesn't not as good. Do you think it's because it seems like I I always say that the most unattractive quality in a person, if you're meeting them, is desperation. Yeah. So if you're just naturally just doing something, then people will probably check it out. But if yeah. if it seems like you're trying to be too likable, then maybe they won't. Do you think that there's an element of that? Yeah, I think it's like about authenticity. But you, everything you do is super authentic. I know, but then if I write down some jokes to repeat them, maybe it won't be. But then maybe that's saying like, you know, or maybe that's like saying that writing down a song and memorizing it is not authentic. It is. It is. It's just weird. You're working on a piece of art. Yeah. I don't know. But you, you've been pretty ingrained in the comedy world. Yeah, I like to hang out and watch because, you know, as a musician, I'm a very funny musician. You are. You're one of the funniest people in the world. Thank you. But as a comedian, I'm a very musical. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're a musical comedian. Yeah. Oh, you know what? If I did like improv, something like that, that mm-hmm. would be, that I could do. I think you could do and that. Just make shit up on the spot and fuck with people in the crowd. I should try doing that. Maybe I'll do that before you go back to Canada. That is my country, Nadia country and they hate it yeah they hate it see you're freestyling right now you've yeah. already started your improvisation i can't not talk, talk about band car how long have you been doing band car for? i've been doing my show band car which is a live improvised music <laughs> show broadcast out of a moving vehicle where the viewer gets to write in one to two words uppercase letters please since i'm driving a car here it's dangerous to not and usually i'll have a passenger sometimes mm-hmm. not sometimes i'm playing the keyboard driving the car looking at the phone (laughs) reading the words and all that and it's on periscope right now Mm -hmm. although uh the show's been on hold to be honest because my ipad got stolen out of my car and then my fucking keyboard did but i've been doing that well i came up with the idea for a band car Mm -hmm. in 1999 wow when i was in high school and then the height of limp biscuit yes 
And I did it all for the nookie. And then many years <laughs> later, my friend Monica mm-hmm. Barsiki, who mm-hmm. is the head engineer of Full Psycho Records, TV Crafts, whatever that company was called that I did, mm-hmm. uh, she actualized it by basically letting me know you can plug an auxiliary cable into the keyboard. <laughs> it <laughs> shouldn't have been so hard, but... You know, it takes what it takes. I am, and now there's all these people doing shows similar to it, like Jerry Seinfeld's, like, got people in the car doing comedy. He always copies you. Fucking everyone does. It's not, it doesn't pay to be a trailblazer, that's for sure. Unless you're on the Portland trailblazers. Yeah, that's true. People just take my ideas, and then they turn around and do the version of it that makes a bunch of money and isn't quite as good, or maybe is better. I don't know. There's been bands very similar to mine with two yeah. people in them and the ladies who like cats and getting high in California. They turn yeah. around, they make a bunch of money. Yeah. Annie Hardy, where's she gone? <laughs> Rehab. <laughs> Annie Hardy's still awesome. Come on. Yeah. Oh, Annie Hardy rules. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of your new album. It is. Uh, available wherever fine music is sold. But go buy it from AnnieHardy.Bandcamp, if you, you will. The, and you can get the vinyl. Yeah, and you can get the vinyl from Yeah Right Records, yeah. classic label, Canadians. Man, you love Canadians. I do love Canadians. There are at least two of them. Yeah. Justin Bieber and Drake. I didn't know either of them were Canucks. Yeah. Is that like the N-word in Canadian? Can- no, you, I said it the first time on purpose that way. No, you just stuck. No, I'm just retarded. Drake, The Weeknd, Bieber, all Canadians. I like The Weeknd. Yeah. I remember that because you... The first time I came and hung out and stayed with you, you said that you didn't listen to music for seven years. Mm-hmm. Now suddenly you're into Kanye's new album, among other things. Right. You're well, laughing so hard at it, you're almost crying I, when it first came out. And Kevy, you weren't here, but the <laughs> next day I listened to track six mm-hmm. and I openly wept. Oh, I've I never, love that. I've never been made to cry by by a rap song before. <laughs> I've got not to even say, Fresh Prince. Not even, not even Tupac. Oh. And so that's crazy. But yeah, I have like a loophole in my no listening to music rule. It's really an easy, easily self-imposed rule. Mm-hmm. You know, I just stopped in like 2011. I just couldn't. You know, I, I went through a trauma and mm-hmm. I got resensitized to life. Yeah. And I was no longer able to watch TV, mm-hmm. movies, listen to the radio, anything where there's like uh less than friendly su- subtle energies mm-hmm. you know because all these songs no matter whose it is yours mine mm-hmm. you play that shit backwards they've got subliminal messages in there even mine even yours what does it say i don't know mine say help me <laughs> 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 most of them say it help me <laughs> i mean i've only listened to like a couple and mm-hmm. then one of them says small wiener slide that's from a live <laughs> show <laughs> what's that mean small wiener slide (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i don't know what it means but it means that even backwards i'm talking about dicks well i hear your dick sucks it does that was one of your song titles in giant drag it was and you fuck like my dad was another that's true they were they said interscope said i was the first um artist to put to have an album with no bad words in the music but three of them in the song titles. <laughs> They're like, we've never come across They're this. They're like, and we signed Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. What a compliment. I know. Isn't that tight? So to get around it, I did the satanic thing and and made it backwards. Oh, no, no. It's asterisks out on the back cover, but mm-hmm. inside Hearts and Unicorns under the CD tray, it's backwards, and then the bad words are there. Oh, that's so cool. Loophole. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that album's big part of my life. Is it? Yeah. I mean, And the EP too, also. Uh, the one that came before it, or the Swan Song EP? Swan Song. I Oh, good. That one's better than Lamona. Heart Carl. Heart Carl is the jam. Heart <laughs> Carl's a good one. Mm-hmm. Look at Gustine. Look at Gustine, your favorite kitty. My favorite also boy. Also, AKA Angel Baby. AKA Marianne. Oh, I didn't know about that one. That was her earlier uh, name. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote a song with the same name. And then I was like, oh, 
Now you will be Goostine. <laughs> <laughs> One time I mentioned Goostine on your Instagram, mm-hmm. and I spelled it G-O-U-S-T-I-N-E, and one of your friends was like, typical Canadian spelling, it's almost Poutine. <laughs> and he's like, gross, sorry. That's funny. That's embarrassing of me. No, it's not. Um, it's cute. Remember when Angel Baby got out last time I was here? Oh, yeah, because those backyard campers. PTSD for the time I was living with Kat and Poe got out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poe kitties. She hates getting outside. She'll start hissing. She gets all pissed off. Christine? Yeah. Trammel C can handle it. Trammel C loves going outside. You know why? I think because he's fixed. She's not. That was as funny. evidenced by <laughs> the, the fact constant... she's in heat every time you come here. Yeah, and then you whack her right in front of her tail, and she yeah. looks at me, and I feel like I'm going <laughs> to maybe report her. To me, too? Maybe. The Me Too police? You were telling me I should... I should do that. You should. You should start Me Too in Hose. But there's some people, like this person from your country, who is like a government official, and this woman Me Too'd him for simply, because while posing for a picture, he said, now this isn't my idea of a threesome. Did you hear about uh, it? Yeah, yeah. He's made five tearful apologies, wow. and it's not good enough for her. I mean, he should apologize for a weak joke, I guess. But yeah. But that's it, because she has not been, you know, raped or nothing. Mm-hmm. She's just been offended by his Canadian joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you expect? You're in Canada. Yeah, like, you're no in... one's funny there. Yeah, it's not good. It's not it's as good as it's going to get. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but is it, we're losing touch with what is real about, you know, sexual assault. Yeah. And it's not good. We're creating a, a society of victims mm-hmm. where it's like whoever's been you know, abused the most is the coolest. And it's like, that's not tight. That's not tight. There's so many untight things like that. And then people who get offended all the fucking time about words. That bothers me because I think that I believe in freedom of speech. And it's like, there's like a, like coming down to a comedian for a joke seems misguided. So so stupid. Mm. I mean, comedians have the most offensive jokes. The more offensive, the funnier, (laughs) the more racist, the more rapist. You know, the funnier, because we live in a world where that shit's real, and it's horrifying, and it's terrible, Yeah. so you have to make a joke about it. I agree. We I make mean, fun of the traumas in our lives constantly. Yeah. That's I how mean, we kind of, like, talk about it. It's actually it very healing yeah. to do that, you I know? Agree. You transmute some of the pain and horror, but if we live in a society where, like, Big Brother's watching us, you know, thought police are after you in case you, you know, they're going to start arresting us for pre-crimes or whatever. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid assholes. I want to show you this this Kanye West as a Tame Impala song. Oh I God. really love it. Someone put it together, but it, it's like look at the emotion on his face already. Yeah. He uh, looks... We're talking about how you're you are the white Kanye West. I am. I love that about you. Call me Kanye Yeast. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he (laughs) says, his face is so believable. I know. He's so emotional. He is. I love that about him. He's an intense guy. Mm -hmm. It's because he's a Gemini. Is that right? Mm Mm-hmm. He's got the same birthday as my Mm ex-boyfriend, Nate, which is like four days after mine. That's right. It's your birthday this week. It is. Birthday show. Yes. I'll be there. All right. (laughs) 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 You know, that's called synesthesia. You think he really got synesthesia? What's that? Do you think he's really got that? Maybe. He seems like, it seems like he's so creative that's debilitating for his life. Yeah, I like know how it goes. he wants to make things so perfectly mm-hmm. um, that it's like harming him in a way. Right. Because every time he has a new album come out, it seems like he has a manic episode mm-hmm. and he's having a really hard time at like explain, expressing himself. Yeah. And so it kind of, it makes me like him even more because it's like, He's, like, really suffering for it for some reason, it seems like. Well, you know, he has to. Mm-hmm. Because, like, he is a voice of the people, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, 
he just like, you know, I understand where he's coming from completely. Mm-hmm. I'm not even anywhere near as good. <laughs> That's my favorite. I say that in my head all the time. <laughs> do, you, do you ever watch Sway in the Morning? Have you seen any of it? Mm-mm. Okay, I got a good one pulled up for you after. Sway is like one of my favorite interviewers, and mm. he's just a hip hop guy. He used to be a VJ on MTV. Oh yes, I remember him. Yeah, um, but he does this thing called the Five Fingers of Death, where rappers will come on and do five different beats, t- different tempos in a row, and they have to oh, freestyle all of it. We should do that. We on should your do show. that. <laughs> that would be great. I could totally do that. But he went. Kanye went on Sway in the Morning one time, and he was he was complaining about how. I think it was Versace wouldn't put out his leather jogging pants he designed. <laughs> he was mad about it. Uh-huh. And Sway was like, come on, man. You know, I got a clothing line, too, and we can't always get what we want. And then Kanye said, my favorite line was, you ain't got the answer, Sway. <laughs> He's like, no one knows your clothing line, Sway. What is it? <laughs> so Kanye's good. so tight. <laughs> man, it's like Kanye just sometimes says what... Not what anyone's thinking, I don't think, because he's thinking outside the box. I just told you who I thought I was. A guy. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. I like the bravado, though. Like, yeah. pe- people are like, so like, he's conceited. Good. I wonder, yeah, he's not conceited because he's actually good. He's so, yeah. he's the best. He's, I, you know, I was going to say the best rapper. Nay, he's one of the best musicians of our time because there's not that, a lot of great ones i love that you say that yeah i love that you say that i mean people want to hate on kanye but i feel i truly understand him yeah. i feel especially this new album that just leaked mm-hmm. is like oh my god like me and kanye should be best friends i think basically. you should be too well, that'd be cool if you moved in there i know or in a tent in the backyard. <laughs> you're not allowed no. to have that anymore. Oh, you're right. You're right. Hey, remember when those dudes from Texas stayed there and then they snuck in, in the middle of the night and ate all your chili? That was <laughs> fucked up shit. But you know what? I couldn't even stay mad at them because he's like, I'm sorry. It was just so good. And I was like, you right. You're right. They're from Tennessee, I think. Oh, that's or right. Or somewhere. Not and they had a drone. They did. And, they, and the one kid filmed a music video for me, cut it together, and it was like missing... He, he's like, I need some more footage. And then he just dropped off the face of the oh. earth. I thought he died. I just got a hold of him again, but he still didn't finish the video. Fucking Man. asshole. Thanks for nothing, you fucking hick. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 but I, the, the last night they were here, you know, not the night they let Gustine out, but the one after. Mm-hmm. They, oh, yeah, it was them that let. Yeah, it was the, them. The, the kid out. sneaking in for the chili, let her fucking out. And then we were. Uh, we spent the last night like uh, freestyling in my garage. <laughs> it was really, That's so cool. <laughs> it was tight. <laughs> I love when you freestyle. I know. I do too. It's like n- no other time do I feel more at one with the universe than mm. when like w- words are coming out of my mouth and I'm like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> who comes up with this shit? It's yeah. incredible. Uh, that was last when I was on your podcast, you freestyled and you created the, the term that I'll never forget cum trough <laughs> oh no that's been i created that a while back <laughs> you know i have a album on my annie <laughs> of my my like kind of like punk band annie hardy and the psychos okay and the album's called shaved and waiting at the cum trough <laughs> oh my god it's a it's great the most graphic sentence i've heard in the last 10 minutes i know because it that you know i I did another band called PNP, which stands mm-hmm. for Party and Play, which is Craigslist code for, for gay guys to do drugs and have sex. Was I staying next to them at my hotel today? You probably were. Man. Yeah, because I've been obsessed with like gay personal ads on Craigslist <laughs> for a couple years now. For like as long as I haven't been listening to music, I have been reading those personal ads with my friend Monica, mm-hmm. and she's the one who turned me on to it. The whole band was created like you know around them just like you know inspired by that but now this year they've taken away the personal ads whoa because of sex trafficking like murders and shit no because of prosties oh who cares let the prosties do their thing you know let them turn those tricks yeah people gotta do it's the oldest profession in the world i think it should be legalized and then uh so that if it's legalized then maybe there'll be less murders and abuse or maybe there will be a lot more chlamydia. Yeah. But, you know, that, you have a problem with that, that takes care of shit, too. That's what I'm saying. Because it makes you, like, sterile. 
But you know what? Prostitution is not good. You know, the devil loves for all us all to be lust, mm. lusted out and like just, you know, we can't think of nothing but banging. It's true. Yet, you know, when we Look do at your bang. your cat, for instance. Oh, yeah, that's Fucking all she slut. does. But then, like, when we do it, everyone's a millennial now, and they're just like, okay, now let's go be alone. Yeah. We've had sex. Let's go be alone. <laughs> we'll all be alone. And not spend time with each other. Yeah. yeah. We'll live in, in the same house, but not have sex. And uh, But you can't have sex with anybody else, so you're going to have to... So then no one's boning. Yeah. Or everyone's keeping secrets. Or oh, man. Everyone's jerking off, more likely. You just described the saddest season of the real world. <laughs> Dude, that's what real world would look like right now. Yeah. R- the real world, millennials. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, really like thinks they're the shit and mm-hmm. thinks they're the most talented people in the world, but they're like, they have no life skills whatsoever. <laughs> like their parents told them how great they were, but then they got into the real world. <laughs> true story <laughs> i don't know how to do anything y'all oh no they're just like worthless okay i want to show you danny brown okay this is the shirt i'm wearing this guy's great he's from detroit his teeth got knocked out in a kfc parking lot ouch and he's he's he raps he's a huge comedy fan mm-hmm. and he said that he basically writes set up punchline lyrics like a comedian i think you're gonna like him. so this is sway in the morning I don't want to do five fingers. There's a lyric coming up you're going to like for sure. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Let that be rock, huh? always with the smoky. I'm sort of like a rappers are and never spray your ass with vinegar. The next time that I see you, bro, bet your ass still won't be tight. The size of my dick, nigga, every pussy tight. <laughs> it's funny because he, so he's like i mean that's his like on stage thing but he's like he's actually such a like nice person really yeah he's really cool and like meets everyone after shows and yeah. i wonder if i could do a five fingers of death i would love that It'd be like come trough <laughs> yo with any hottie from the come trough <laughs> <laughs> like you're danny brown style you're doing if he super inspired you from now on yeah, totally. <laughs> I wonder if they have just that track on YouTube where you, they you can do, you know, it doesn't have a person rapping. Oh, like the five fingers? It's different every time. Oh. It's like five different beats. Um, yeah, but it's it, it's so interesting to see someone whose music you like go and be super challenged. You yeah, know? but yeah. why is it so hard? I don't get it. Because it's different tempos and it's like... Oh, I didn't hear that happen. I mean, that wasn't the five fingers of death. That was oh. just like Danny Brown was like, no, I can't do it. It's <laughs> too hard for me. I want to do good. But other other rappers will go on there and do, yeah, the five fingers of death. And it'll, it'll suddenly switch. It's funny that, you know, the rapper Riff Raff? Yeah. He, like everyone who goes on this show will have like something kind of prepared. Mm-hmm. He's the only one who goes right off the top of his head. And it's wow. really funny. Yeah, it's funny. People people kind of make fun of him, but he's actually the only one who's really doing that element of it. I'm going to try and find it. That is pretty cool, you know? Yeah. That guy is really committed to the whole thing. He you makes know? me laugh pretty hard. Okay. Riff Raff. Okay. Now I'm so curious if they have a, a blank five fingers of death. Okay. Yeah, Sway is a good one. It's like you'll rabbit hole it because there's so many good ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's, here's Riff Raff. Riff Raff is here. You said <laughs> something to me earlier, man, when you used to freestyle in high school on the back of the bus. Okay, yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. One, to do me a favor. How about we throw a beat on, man? Can you do that for us now? He kind of reminds me of you, the, the, the like freestyle yeah. weirdness. Yeah, man. Oh, especially case I never, I normally wouldn't do, but since Sway, you know what I'm saying? Sway, yeah, I got to. Come on, uh, man. Uh. Man. 
Oh my goodness. On YouTube. Oh my goodness. I don't. You're going to you know, smash those. I don't know. It <laughs> sounds scary because I don't really fully understand what's going on behind them, man. <laughs> Gustine up on the PN. Oh no, y'all don't even know. It's Gustine and she's white as snow. <laughs> Whoa, you're too good. You just smashed Riff Raff. Well, I didn't mention almost every professional sports team in I the know. world. It's just because you haven't done your research on it, though. I you made play a Phoenix Suns reference. It's so yeah. weird. That is weird. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like seeing... I like that he... I mean, he. Did, it wasn't like a, amazing, but it was like clever, and it was yeah. curly off the top of his head. And both these people are just like... You know, the words are coming out so rapidly yeah. paced. They just don't even take a break. It's impressive to me. I went and saw Riff Raff once, and me and the guitar player in my band went, and we mm. were really excited. And then it was like $40 to get in. It was Whoa. at a little hip-hop club. Whoa. And he was like five hours late. And so Whoa. he went on at like three in the morning. Oh, shit. And then he was Did just, people stay? Yeah. It was a weird crowd, too. At one point, someone went walking through the crowd with a flaming torch and then got kicked out. Like, Whoa. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, fuck? I realize that torch wasn't flaming when they came in here, but shouldn't that have been a... Yeah, a who let like the guy with the not flaming yet torch in the building? Yeah, I also remember I saw a girl who was super drunk and she went to take her hoodie off and pulled off all her shirts and just topless and didn't realize it for a second. It's like, <laughs> wow, this show's crazy. And then he got on stage... <laughs> And was clearly just yelling over his own CD. Oh, fuck. And he did three songs. And then this dude came out and was like, hey, man, if you want to meet Riff Raff, buy two T-shirts and he'll do a VIP. And I was like, that's weird. He's doing like an intermission. And I realized the show was over. Oh, that's so whack. <laughs> but my that guitar player and I were so like, whack. that was awesome. What yeah. a riff off. What a fucking nightmare. What a riff off. What a riff off. What a riff off. <laughs> you know who Andre Legacy is? No, who's that? Oh, this is my friend. He's a friend of Robert's. Uh, yeah. He, well, I say that because I think he knows them. He's like uh, him and Dirt Nasty. And yeah, Dirt Nasty and him were in a group. Th yeah, what's it called? Um, it's not the people who do the, what is it? The Three three Loco crew or something. Okay. Because Andy Milanakis was in it too. Right, right, right. So, you know, Dirt Nasty and then Andre Legacy and what's that guy that looks like a lesbian? Is a rapper like hmm. um, he did that Jane Fonda song? <laughs> you know what is his name? Whatever, it don't matter. But he was like the the popular one, and they had this song that goes, "My dick." You know, it's called "My Dick." I remember that song. Yeah, Andre was one of the writers of "My Dick." Whoa, he was one of the writers <laughs> of "My Dick." <laughs> he doesn't graduate the performance <laughs> element of "My Dick." Yeah, I actually pl think I played it on here. 
Shout out to Andre Legacy. Hell yeah, good for I you. love Andre. He's also a Gemini. Really? Yeah. Okay. You said something about me being a Taurus earlier, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, uh, yeah. I what don't remember I either. You s- uh, I can't fucking recall. Have you noticed things in my personality that really pertain to my astrological signs? Um, yeah, I feel like I noticed it more on a previous trip because it's more having to do with you, like, uh, you've got a slight, like, you know, perfectionism about you. Mm-hmm. You've got a tendency to be always working. Yeah. I don't, I think that's the Taurus thing. I mean, it's something I, I've noticed and I've had a lot of very important Tauruses in my life. Really? Yeah. I have, Robert was a Taurus. Okay. Uh, my friend Cameron is a Taurus. Mm-hmm. Arrow, uh, DeWild is a Taurus. I played Starcrawler on here. Oh, you did? That's awesome. I played your music on here too before. I guess the Arrow, or the Starcrawler just was opening for the Foo Fighters last night. In like 80,000 seat arena, completely sold out. Good for her. Yeah. She's, She's, uh, they're opening for distillers and they're coming to Vancouver. Right. Mm -hmm. Not a chance in the world do these kids fully appreciate what's going on for them, by the way. Well, how old is Arrow? Arrow's 19. Okay. Arrow's a singer of Starcrawler. Yeah. Yeah. Love Arrow. Shout out to Arrow. Shout out to Arrow. <clears throat> Great show in Toronto. Oh yeah, you went to it. I did. Was it you liked it? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. great. And like I just saw a thing on their Instagram yesterday. Shirley Manson from Garbage is like talking about Arrow and how Holy. amazing she is. And like they were kind of discovered because of uh Elton John playing them on his radio show. That's so cool. Yeah. And you know, Arrow is like my daughter from another mother. Mm-hmm. I feel a real sense of kinship with her mm-hmm. and you know something about her reminds me of me mm-hmm. and it, and that's how I know like there's no chance that she fully like you know you don't appreciate it until it's all ripped away from you and then yeah. you're like but she's blessed with that everything that she does is a success wow you know everything. when you were when you were like enemy 50th coolest person in the world were Mm -hmm. you like that seems about right par for the course on to the next cool thing uh that was the year that the best day of my life was the day that i fell asleep and i was in an episode of 90210 your favorite show of all time yeah in my dream and my i was in a wheelbarrow (laughs) and nobody even talked to me they made eye contact but that was the only way they that I knew that they knew I was there. Yeah. I woke up, my leg was draped over the back of the couch, just like in the wheelbarrow. And I was like, this was the best day of my life. <laughs> Your dream was? I played Reading and Leeds Festival that year. So cool. I was number 50th coolest person in the world. And that was the only good day of my life. The dream. <laughs> Why was it? Did was it just wrong. feel like you just weren't enjoying it because it was too, you're too busy all the time or what? No, not even. Uh, I mean, you know, uh shit i don't know it could be what aa calls like my alcoholism this fucked up aspect of me Mm -hmm. just thinks about everything in a real fucked up way Mm. and like you know i think also for me because of the way that i receive songs Mm -hmm. you know they tend to just like move through me and i don't really take a lot of credit for them yeah Maybe more so nowadays because I've truly worked to hone my craft. Mm -hmm. But even when it was just a very raw talent, Mm -hmm. you know, shit just like a song would come from start to finish, like just, you know, fax machine through me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know nothing about spirits or like, you know, anything supernatural or spiritual at, at the time. And so, yeah. I just, I had, I didn't want to be here. I've mm-hmm. seldom wanted to be here since, since I was a child. I've yeah. always felt like, you know, what is this place? Like, I don't understand these people here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I am. And, and I've just always been like, uh, well, not anymore, but I always, for most of my life, was just semi-miserable. Mm-hmm. Just uh, living cut off from, from my true self and God and, yeah. and all things goodness and just thinking for some reason that I was a bad person blah 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 something that I think is programmed into us by society yeah to feel guilt shame well we were just talking about that yeah about how I feel have like an element of guilt for and what I was saying was that people who do horrible things just get away with them all the time and yeah and uh 
And I, I was saying, like, <laughs> if I tried to commit a crime, I feel like I get caught instantly. Mm. And also people who do horrible things around us, because we know a couple of them, mm. just don't feel anything. And I feel guilty a lot for, like, no reason, it seems like. Yeah. You know, if anybody out there listening to the show is, like, constantly worried that they're a bad person or feeling guilty, mm-hmm. they should know that by the mere fact that one feels that way, mm-hmm. That automatically makes you not a bad person because yeah. a bad person does not worry about whether or not they're good or bad. They're convinced they're good. Yeah. They don't question it. Just like, you know, if I, you know, if you're sitting there going like, am I crazy? If you're questioning your sanity, congratulations, you're sane. Because right. crazy people yeah. don't have the cognitive capacity to, to question, question it. it. They yeah. just know that they're So do you right. think people who do bad things you think that they think of themselves as a good person yeah well not necessarily a good person but they think of themselves as a victim okay as the victim of everyone else Mm -hmm. as kind of the indentured servant of everyone else they think of themselves as someone who's like a martyr basically okay and so then they they're like well i you know i do everything for everyone like this I'm just going to take steal this because the world owes me, you know, yeah. or whatever. They have a fucked up way of thinking about shit. And like, uh, I, you know, they may not feel guilt, but these people who we're talking about, which, you know, let's give them a name, narcissists mm-hmm. and sociopaths, mm-hmm. you know, the narcissist lacks empathy, mm-hmm. which is the one trait that makes us all human, the mm-hmm. ability to, you know, think and feel what other people must be feeling, feel you know, feel from their point of view. The sociopath has no, like, uh, what's it called? When you do something and then you feel bad about it afterwards. Yeah, remorse. Remorse, yeah. And so, like, and sometimes you get a a combo deal, a narcissistic sociopath. I believe every uh, sociopath is a narcissist, but not every narcissist is a sociopath. Okay. And so... Yeah, the narcissist is going to be like exploitative of you and use you, take advantage of you, and then just ditch you one day. And the sociopath actually gets off on doing things that make you suffer. Mm. And so, you know, but in their root, both of these problems, I believe, are demonic in nature. That's how we have a Jekyll and Hyde of a person who's like loves you so much on one hand, but then forgets about you when you're not in front of them. Oh, man. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. So it's very, very evil. Which is tough for people around them that have abandonment issues. Which is quite common because, you know, people with borderline personality disorder, mm-hmm. which is like basically having extreme abandonment issues, mm-hmm. they are like, the peanut butter to the narc's jelly. Right. And it's the flip side of the coin. And so they end up together quite often. And uh, yeah, and it's a shame. But also the problem with both parties is porous boundaries. Oh, yeah. And that's how we get into these situations as either the codependent or the borderline or whatever with the narcissist because we're all very similar. Mm-hmm. But, you know... One of us, you know, we, we just, we enmesh easily and we don't like, you know, I'm, one of my friends is like very healthy and she like, you know, doesn't have sex on the first date and like, you know, doesn't, doesn't uh, just like do all these things that I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, she's getting married, you know? Yeah. But like, let's see, when I was dating uh, my last boyfriend, I believe I asked him to move in on day two. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but, but you know, it's coming from a place of positive intent and, and being compassionate. He told me that his daughter wasn't allowed to, to come over to his house. And I was like, well, I know, I even said, I know this is wildly unhealthy, but like mm-hmm. you could move in here, you know, <laughs> because I just can't imagine that being a thing where it's like your child's alive and you can't have them at your house. In hindsight, he mm. is a narcissistic sociopath, so it could have all been bullshit. But <laughs> <laughs> whatever. But you and I like have talked about how you called it Captain Save a Ho. Yeah. You called me that. Yeah. Uh, and it, so it's like, it's kind of like we, th- 
you know, if you want to romantically put it away, it's like we're trying to save these people that we care about. Right. But it's actually unhealthy on our end, yeah. too, because we can't really save anybody. We can't even save ourselves, That's man. True. But But, you know, it's kind of egotistical for us to think that we could. Yeah. And and in the in the long run, we end up not only not saving them, but like destroying a small piece of ourselves. Totally. And it's so just fucked. Mm-hmm. But I will say, you know, these people, these terrible, like mean people, inspire the greatest songs. Yeah. The shittier my boyfriend, the better <laughs> the song. <laughs> it's crazy how you were saying the other day that when uh, sort of at the at the pinnacle of giant drag you never were dating anybody no you think it's because because you're so busy no i think it was because in my 20s my early 20s my relationship with one of the first narcissists made me turn into a narcissist Mm. lots of us are narcs in our 20s but for me i had been hurt so bad i vowed not to let anyone else hurt me and then I became the narc mm. for, for like almost a decade. Yeah. And uh, I had like a friend of mine who's still a very close friend. And we would like, you know, have sex a couple times a month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we loved each other. Mm-hmm. But we were both Geminis. So we're not jealous people. Right. And we're both like, you know, we're both chill. And that's still to date probably the healthiest relationship I've ever had. Well, that's interesting. And it wasn't one at all, but that's who Hart Carl's about, actually. But, oh, really? Yeah. But that's, that is, I mean, that is a relationship just because, like, you guys didn't put a label on it. But, like, I, th- I was thinking about this because when I come stay with you, it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it's because we're both only children. Oh, it could be. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have a... It's funny. I went to my friend Steve's birthday, and it was like it was like fifteen people all in a, a cabin, mm-hmm. and they were like, "We're gonna go for a hike." And to me, I was like, "Perfect. I can stay here by myself." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And totally. then they, a couple of them, were like, "What's wrong with Kevy? You didn't want to come on the hike." It's like, how do you not need some alone time, guys? I know. I would say more than being an only child, uh-huh. that that's probably because you're probably an empath, mm-hmm. because like. Are you really affected by other people's like emotions? Big time. Like yeah. in a I wish it was a little bit less. Yeah, you're an empath, Kevy. Uh-huh. That's what it is. It's not the only child thing. Being an empath means that like other people affect you so great. Sometimes I don't or for most of my life I didn't know the difference between other people's emotions and mine. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. And like the other people's emotions are in place of mine yep. sometimes like somebody i care about sad it's crushing totally and it's like you're just tuned in to like shit that most people aren't and you know you just so happen to also be a songwriter like this is how it works we're we're blessed with you know extra sensitivities and cursed with it as well you know i used to think it was a curse and it's the reason why i did drugs most of my life Mm -hmm. and then you know i changed my perspective on it and I learned to see it as what it is, which is a superpower. Like Kanye says on his new song, he's like, I'm not uh, bipolar. It's my superpower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a superhero. Yeah. And it's like, we are superheroes. And we, you know, when you opt in to being a songwriter, you're speaking for the people, mm-hmm. you know, for your fans that will um, have your music resonate with them. Mm-hmm. You are, they're, you know, they're, you're saying things in a way that, they wish that they could have thought to say, just like all the m- music we like, you know? It's true. And so, like, you opt to have some horrible shit happen to you. It's true. You know You know what's interesting, though, is that um, I wonder how relatable my feelings are, though. Like, like I, um, I've, I've been writing so many new songs, and they're all... Not, I wouldn't say they're anti-relationship, but it's kind of about how I can't imagine one working with me right now. Yeah. So well, but most people are have a romantic concept in, the, in their head of how it should go and right. how that's the end goal of everything. And mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to feel like it isn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like we're really shifting the paradigm about relationships right now. And mm-hmm. like, you know, for better or worse, the millennials would be for worse. <laughs> and uh, they're like, everyone's, you know, like, just like, in this unattached, like, mm-hmm. you know, take you or leave you state. Yeah. When I don't know that that's the way it's meant to be. But on one hand, 
maybe because like we don't own anyone and mm -hmm. when we practice like non-attachment mm -hmm. with all people places and things we're able to live happier lives because it's like mm -hmm. you know you appreciate people in the moments you're getting to spend with them mm -hmm. is when that thing kicks in and i'm sure it's very common for women it's like that that control basically yeah. it's like okay well where is he what's he doing yeah you know i i witnessed a, a severe fight between two of my friends that are living a, a millennial-esque lifestyle <laughs> and they're too old to be doing this and yeah. you know they don't have sex they live together they're enmeshed you know yeah. one pays for the other and takes care of them and then you know that one the other one goes missing and they think they're entitled to know where that person is yeah and it becomes a huge like fight and i can't say i've not similarly done that to yeah, me too my last boyfriend and it's because like what are you doing this yeah. drives me insane yeah. don't you know you're responsible for my feelings yeah when actually that person is not responsible yeah. for our feelings like our feelings are the only thing we can control our reaction to things yeah and so my last boyfriend was so terrible about doing that all the time like just disappearing yeah just disappearing for hours and not texting back and that's the kind of shit that triggers any like borderline aspects in me yeah and it, to the point where it'll make me like feel the need to commit fake suicide you know <laughs> to show him this yeah. could have happened yeah yeah for real yeah. and that's insane Kathy. Yeah. that's what psychos do i know but it's something i did as a young child when i didn't want to go to high school yeah and it worked actually i gotta say gustine get down gustine oh, oh no. gustine come on there man. goes your mineral collection she's knocking my crystals on the floor but you know it worked in high school when i just showed my mom look this is what's gonna happen if you keep making me go to school <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. And I hadn't even seen Harold and Maude, but it was just like that movie. Great reference. Yeah. So then you started dating an 80-year-old woman. Yes, totally. Gustine, get down, please. But a like, troublemaker. I got diagnosed with school phobia, and I got allowed to move in with my dad. So it's something deep, deep down in mm -hmm. the vault that I know yeah. works if I have to pull it out. <laughs> but it didn't yeah. work this time. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes old shit like that will come up when we need to clear that out totally i mean that's the thing is like part of the reason i don't want to be in relationships because i don't want to feel like that mm -hmm. again and i always do plus like the relationships i've been in this isn't an isn't like a necessarily a knock on the, the girls i've dated it's just kind of a a situational thing is like i have a lot of female friends that i'm close to oh and so and you so, got a jealous hoe at always always and and by the way if i was dating someone it would be definitely be a problem i'm living with you while i'm out here you know what i yeah, mean yeah totally it's like you're you're like a cool girl doing your own thing and so it like if you're the girlfriend of a guy who's like friends with someone like that it's going to be competitive for some reason yeah because chicks and people I mean, not, are always comparing always, but yeah. just in my experience quite frequently unless yeah. you luck out and you get with a, a tight hoe who is <laughs> like you know who's who's got something oops sorry microphone got something going for herself you know mm -hmm. like if even i can slip into like you know uncertainty but it's really a lot of women just like all they care about i won't say all but a lot of what they care about their end goal is like just finding that penis that they want to sit on for the rest of their lives you know right finding a guy mating for life you know i'm not too interested in that because it's not something that's ever felt like it's a reality for me like i never was a girl sitting around thinking about my wedding <laughs> like come on like do people really do that like that's really all you have going for you is that some guy might marry you one day yeah but some people it is that like uh you but know then what exactly then you have a baby i'm so curious about because i'm just so not like that i know me so neither. I, i'm just like i'm not even being a dick right now i'm not looking down on it i just genuinely can't comprehend that being a goal because it's so easily attainable i guess yeah it's like what what loser was is gonna <laughs> marry me like i would hate to fantasize about like oh look you know i met some guy he doesn't have a job but he wants to get married you know uh what that sounds terrible well, just knowing the guy kind of guys i i end up in relationships with they're always narcissists like almost always there's been two guys i've dated that weren't mm -hmm. and uh 
all the other ones. Oh my God, oh, Gustine, yeah. stop it. You want to run over there. She's insane. I don't want to get up. But like, <laughs> you know, I mean, the thing is that you and I, we can both fix this aspect of us. It just takes a lot of effort, especially mm -hmm. at the beginning, yeah. setting healthy boundaries. Because on week two with my last boyfriend, when he lied to me, mm -hmm. nay, nay, nay. On day one, <laughs> when I was like, but you're married, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's when you don't, you shouldn't have been hanging out in the first place. Yeah. But I did it and blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. You know, ultimately, it's all for our own expansion. So all these terrible relationships that have like, you know, changed me on a cellular level due to trauma and all this garbage mm -hmm. like ultimately it's all been for the best so it's like hard to change because every time i'm dating some horrible piece of shit my songs are just so incredible <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i do it all for that's my end game but so some you do do it all for the nookie i do actually but some chicks is doing it all for the wedding ring or whatever <laughs> <laughs> you got to find someone who has passion mm -hmm. and has their own shit that they're into and mm -hmm. when they have that it's more likely that they're not gonna harp on you and your shit mm -hmm. and be a psycho mm -hmm. you know and think about it when somebody starts dating someone like imagine if you start dating some like bitch and then she's like i want to come with you to la this time and then you're like hey is it cool if my new girlfriend comes with me i mean this could happen one day and i, and I would say oh of course but like doesn't it suck when somebody does that? Yes. Look at the difference between you staying here w while I'm single yeah. and before when I had a boyfriend that was I like know. ruining Way everything. more awesome now. I know. Everything's better when you're single. That's what I'm saying. Everything's I better. I really think that for me anyway. Yeah. No, for me too. That's why it's no mistake that my success period was my single period mm -hmm. because that's how I attained success. When I have a relationship, I lose myself in it. Yeah, me too. I, my focus goes on fixing the broken person yeah. I'm with. Mm -hmm. And I, what we both really need to do is learn how to just let people be. That person is perfect as they are in this time. They're doing the best they can. Mm -hmm. And we can't do anything for them. Yeah. But they're probably demon-possessed. And they're probably sent by the devil to keep us off our life path. Leave me alone, devil. Fuck off, devil, you dick. <laughs> I hate the devil, man. Why? Because he's always fucking fucking with me, man. <laughs> he's always fucking with my shit. And it's like, leave me alone, devil. <laughs> I don't need this in my life. Yeah, I think I think that first time I came out here, we were in such a similar situation. Oh, so it was, similar. It was, it was, so, it was eerie, actually. Yeah. Tight, though. It was tight. Remember we went and got cupcakes at one time? Yeah, that was good. That was sugar good. grubs. <laughs> Love a nice sugar grub. Um, yeah. There we go. That's, it's Guzine's trying to say something, but can't speak it? English. I'm horny. I'm horny. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was an hour. Well, yeah. let's call this bitch a bitch. Yeah. Thank you for doing my show, Annie Hardy. Hey, my pleasure. Did you like sway in the morning? I did. It makes me want to do a five finger anal fist freestyle. It's <laughs> <laughs> a different show. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye, Gustine. Bye, Gustine. Brown. <laughs> <laughs>
It's called Pink Cell Phone, so check it out. And uh, Fake Shark's playing a, a Vancouver show this week, unannounced. It'll be on Sunday, though. Wink, wink. And it might be free. Wink, wink. And it might be outdoors. Wink, friggity wink. Okay, I'll see you next week. Bye.